Hey y'all, welcome to Holy Coitus, a community of hosts, H-E-A-U-X. We are humans who engage in consensual coitus, are kind to ourselves and partners, creative, fully embodied, unapologetic, powerful, and free. My mission is to encourage everybody and everyone to claim or reclaim their sexual agency and voice, regardless of what parts you were born with or changed, where you live, what you did in the past, what you learned in the past, what you plan to do in the future, whether you've had zero sex partners or countless a week, your host story is welcome here. You are welcome here. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jania, and this is my little corner of the world, Holy Coitus. I'm so glad that you found me. Please follow my work at Holy Coitus on Instagram. It's H-E-A-U-X-L-Y-C-O-I-T-U-S. Um, I'm always looking for host stories, and basically, O is a person that has a body who has a story, um, and I uh, encourage you to contact me and share your story. Um, I'm never looking for like salacious things. I'm just looking for people that have opinions about what they do, what they've been told about the body that they're in, connected to coitus, autonomy, uh, survival of things, that sort of thing. Um, today's story is fabulous. You're going to love her. Her name is Angela, and she's going to be sharing her journey of um, becoming an embodied person, someone that has a sexual voice and is doing what they want with kindness. Um, enjoy. Here's her story. All right, everyone, welcome to my podcast. My name is Jenea, and this is my podcast in my little corner of the world called Holy Coitus. Um, today, I have a fellow ho and a fellow human being, and she is amazing. Uh, can you share with people? I already said she, and I made a mistake, but anyway, so can you share with your people your name and what your preferred pronouns are, please? Yes, my name is, hey, everyone, I'm Angela. Um, I'm referred to as she, her, um, and that's, that's about it. Well, welcome. I'm so excited. Okay. My first question that I'd like to ask everyone before we dive deep into all the juicy stuff, because your story is juicy, juicy. Um, who and what, um, who taught you about sex and your body and what did you learn? Like those foundational principles that you remember the first few, few lessons who and what? Okay. So I wasn't really taught taught about sex at all. Like my mom was a kind of like a person that really didn't talk to me and my sister about things like that. It's more so I had to learn through like maybe the media and like um, just like pretty much just watching whatever it is on TV or, like, music or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew what it was, but I think I really didn't get into, like, actually wanting to have sex until, like, I hit high school and started to really, like, like boys and trying to get, like, a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. But I think being the fact that I was also, I didn't really have much of a father figure in my life to kind of guide me and kind of tell me about certain things about men and how they are. It's like I kind of just went with the flow with a lot of things. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And what, how did that navigate like your first experiences? Like, were you trying to trying to be who are you trying to be um as you were developing in figuring out what you wanted to do with your body or I was just trying to figure it out like trying to try it out and see what was the big halluha about it because when I see people on like tv or like maybe like my my sister and her friends like they talk about it like oh my god this is so great like you have to experience it and it's just you know you get curious 
And so I got curious and trying to figure something out. And like, it really kind of didn't turn out the way I wanted to at first because I was too busy trying to figure it out and trying to come to terms with trying to see what the big surprise was for. But that was like me at 15 trying to figure out what was sex and everything that comes with it. Like Mm -hmm. the diseases, like the pregnancies, like all of that. Like I really didn't know much about like that part, especially with the actual diseases. Cause I was just like, I just only knew like about like the certain aspects of it mm-hmm. and not so much. Like I wasn't educated on a lot of those things. So I was mm-hmm. really just out here going with the flow mm-hmm. when it comes to that. <laughs> and like really just didn't care. And when I was 15, like, I ended up losing it to somebody who was a lot older than me and who could really, like, and was already just pretty much having sex with pretty much anybody that had the experience of it. But when it happened, it just, it just didn't feel right. Like, it, I just remember us being, like, on the bed, and I remember, like, it like kind of like I felt like he rushed it and I wasn't turned on at all like I was just like I don't know anything about like foreplay and all that it was just like okay like this is happening and I don't like it it hurts like Mm. please like get out of me and when he finally did get out of me he said something and I'll never forget it he said that you're just not ready yet you're it's just it's not gonna happen and Mm. after after that happened I kind of felt like I didn't it it felt like it was like a defeated type of feeling like I didn't feel like I was even good enough like I was just like okay like maybe this is just not for me Mm. but um But after that, um, probably like maybe like two years down the line, I still kept seeing him. <laughs> like I wasn't like having like most sex with him like multiple times. Like but from like fifteen to seventeen, I was still talking to this man, hmm. and he was at least like I was fifteen, so maybe he was like around twenty three. 24 ish and then at 17 I was just like okay this is wrong like I shouldn't even be talking to you and like I remember him saying that he was trying to come over and I'm just like yeah no like I don't I don't even want to like really see you anymore so I kind of just stopped talking to him and Mm. I like blocked him on everything and that's the last I've heard of him but after I've had that type of relationship with him I really 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 like was just pretty much like damaged at that point because I had high school boyfriends that I kind of treated really badly because I was already going through whatever I was going through with like a grown man (laughs) and like I tried to do something sexual with them but it just felt like it was like wrong at the same time. And I felt like I didn't really know what I was really doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but after like all of that happened and then like I turned like maybe 18 or 19, I went off to college and then, once college happened, it got a little better because that's when I started to really, like, just talk to guys. But in college, it's like you're just drinking and then you're trying to just have fun and, like, mm. trying to experience life as, like, an adult. Yeah. And it did get a little better for me to where, I like, I got more comfortable with penetration because for a long time, like, I really hated penetration. 
anything like being in my body i'm just like yo i can't take it like just please like just get out of me mm-hmm. like it really took me a long time to finally actually like sex and um once like i started really actually having more sex that's why i started to get like more comfortable started to experience more with like my body like try to like masturbate or trying to figure out the things that i actually like yeah and um but for the most part with like actual sex it started off for me as a trauma based thing Mm -hmm. and then I had to really come in terms with the fact that, okay, like, this is, like, something that was traumatic that happened to me. So now, instead of trying to keep having sex with people, because it's not, it's just not working. So I have to really just sit down and be like, okay, like, maybe it's just me and the things that I have to really touch on myself in order to be free in order to actually enjoy it. Right. And maybe sometimes it's the actual person too, because I feel like I have to be emotionally into a person mm-hmm. in order to actually have like a good sexual connection with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, um, going back to the initial story, um, you said something before we started recording about how it took you a while to realize that this wasn't consensual. Um, Can you talk about like that reframing that you had to do? And like, when did you realize that, Oh, this, this, my first experience was not okay. I didn't well, I didn't come to terms with the fact that it wasn't okay until like I was an adult. Like, I was maybe, like, 19 or 20 when I realized, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, this wasn't consensual. Like, this was pretty much, like, a statutory rape. And, like, I was pretty much, like, a 15-year-old with, like, a grown man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, it, and now, like, I finally kind of healed from it because I knew because I got curious about, like, him. Mm-hmm. And then I actually Googled, like, his name. And when, like, I Googled his name, like, it popped up to where, like, I guess someone else had actually filed that they have been raped. So now, like, he's, like, on the sex offender list and he was charged with rape. Oh, my God. That's so, in a way, it's like my 15-year-old self was just, like, kind of, like, okay justice because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just like cause I guess someone else did what I couldn't do at that time mm-hmm. like I couldn't really speak up really about what I was actually going through it like it happened then I kind of moved on from it because I felt like a part of it was my fault mm-hmm. and I was just like okay like I did actually seek out this man and I told him where I stayed at Mm. it's like I had to take some form of accountability in the trauma that I caused for Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and even though that's not like excusing what he did, even though he was an adult and full aware, I had to really, as like, even like as a 15 year old, like I knew what was right and what was wrong as well. Right. Right. So, from that, it kind of just, it still brought me, like, a little peace now that I can kind of close that chapter to where it's just, like, okay, like, at least I know that it just, it wasn't only just me that that happened to, and that he probably, it sucks that he did that to someone else, but I'm happy that that person at least was just, like, yeah, like, this is just not okay, and you need to probably just go to jail and like mm-hmm. be like on like a sex offender list and everything. These, so yes, they need to go to jail. Mm. Yes. So I was just, I was really like, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> like, I wish I would have looked it up earlier though, because 
that probably would have like closed it for me to where like I was in like a I wouldn't say like I was like in like really really bad relationships but it was just like I probably could have like understand like actual relationships more if like I had that some form of healing then mm-hmm. versus now right well um and so moving like I'm, we'll get to this later but like how you bloomed from the roots of trauma into where you are now but can you talk about um in your late formative years so like the college time when you were dating and when like what were some of the lessons that you learned and the experiences that you had that you feel like you want to share get them off your chest like like some of the things that um that you found yourself in and things that you grew from it during your early 20s um well with my early 20s I became like more open to um my actual age and trying to actually talk to them and try to understand them versus trying to hook up with them I was trying to create like a good relationship with men because I felt like I just didn't have that at all I was trying to type of relationships so I became more open to like a lot of other races then too Mm -hmm. so it's not only just black men I was actually talking to white men and um Asian men and Hispanic men and like Mm. it was just like a group of men like I started to collectively because they all think differently about a lot of things like even though that they are men like they value certain things differently Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so at that time that's when I really started to I guess respect men a little more too and respect like what they actually go through with certain things because with me it's a bit one-sided where I look at men and I'm just like Y'all would just never understand. <laughs> just never understand. Yes. And I was not trying to like understand them or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, like in college, I was just creating like more of like friendships with men too, versus just actual just. Oh, I'm just throwing it back like every night. Even though I did like go to the club every week and everything, and have like my crazy moments and stuff it. like that. Yes, but. Uh, it was really good experience trying to talk to like like-minded individuals too yeah. as far as like in college and then once I actually went to um once I actually got out of college I didn't really finish college like I kind of just didn't finish like getting like my credits and everything and then I went into like Oh, the regular working class. And mm. then now, like, I'm, like, in, like, my mid to late 20s. And, like, I'm just pretty much just working and oh, just living, awesome. like, my regular adult age and everything. Yeah. And I've had crazy, like, dating moments where, like, dudes were just stalking me. Like, there's a lot of moments in my life that I went through. And I think about it, and I'm just, like... How am I still alive? (laughs) Yes. How am I still alive, like, with, like, these these types of instances? Because I did have one dude that actually did kind of stalk me, and then I had another guy that I was really, really into, and then we got into an argument because he was actually talking about, um, he was actually trying to, I guess get money out of me. Was he to kind of date to date me? Oh, how romantic! <laughs> to, to, to date me. Yes. <laughs> but um, and then I I was just like, is this for real? Like I, I was like, okay, I just need to stop talking to you at this point because why are you getting mad at me? Because I won't give you money so that you can trade me out. You know, <laughs> I would think that like that's. <laughs> you know, at the beginning of my whole face, um, you know, I have a neighbor and she's been with me with this whole whole face, most of it. 
and I give her a report after every do. Like, this is what happened. And she loves it because she's like in her, she's almost 50. And she she's like, I already did this. And I, I live vicariously. And <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. And um, at the beginning, I was like losing money because of these dudes and really small things like just like taxi rides going to the houses and all of a sudden they they forgot that I've said that I wanted dinner and then they wouldn't so I'd have to feed my own self like and it's the little things and they started to add up and now I have to like put on my big girl panties and be like I require round trip taxi and dinner at a restaurant <laughs> of my choice and it's not even a lot of money it's the principal matter i can pay for this myself but i need you to invest you need to invest in our evening yes yes <laughs> invest like invest invest in like the actual day it's amazing yeah <laughs> i can't tell I you like data should be fun it shouldn't be like such like stressful which i feel like it is like kind of like right now it's just like a lot of people don't really know like how to mm-hmm. just actually date it's more so you they want the relationship now <laughs> they yeah. want the relationship now and they want all of the relationship benefits within like an actual first date when mm-hmm. you should really just be trying to get to know someone and see if like they actually are actual compatible with you and you can actually see yourself with them long term right but like even if you don't see them long term you should at least get the experience out of it exactly it should just just be an experience right and like you just be with that person and then if it doesn't work out okay but at Mm -hmm. least like you actually got to know like that actual person and then Hey, like mm-hmm. you meet good people all day, but it's hard to find somebody compatible. It really <laughs> is. It That's really is. That's gonna fit in like your life. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> it is so bizarre. Dating is just so strange. It is so strange. It and, is. And yeah. ever since like I be like became like a mom, like it's it's like I look at dating like in a whole totally different level. Versus mm. when, like, I was, like, just in, like, my 20s just dating because then it was just, like, okay, like, I'm just dating to get to know just regular people. And, like, if it don't work out, it don't work out. But now it's just, like, I have to date with, like, an actual purpose because everything that I do now is, like, a domino effect. So mm. if something happens to me or if something goes wrong with me then my son will be affected by it right so i can't just date all around the world and like like i used to Mm -hmm. anymore because it's like um sometimes like i'm bringing that energy towards like my son too so it has to be like with a person that like-minded like myself which is good because it's like now like i'm 30 and like i can kind of like date people that I guess like more men that are just around my age and their mindset is just a little bit different now. Mm-hmm. It's slightly better. So, slightly better. It's a slight. It's a slightly. Slight it's like it's just a, real small. It's, 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 we're working. We're yes. going in the right direction. We are. Yeah. It's really small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I went. <laughs> so I went on this date with this dude. His name was. Uh, his name was. DK and I thought that like if his initials were DK they could be short for dick which means like excellent penis that's what I thought but it was awful and I was like oh my god and so like it was so bad and I actually his um his uh because I've named all of them in my little journal because whenever I do my stand-up comedy show just just talking about these dudes like they all have to have a pen name oh god and uh his name, he, he came in 12 seconds, and so I call him 12. Anyway, so, like, um, we went out to eat, and he was, uh, he lied about his age. And so, on the internet, he said he was 32 or something, and he ended up being, like, 27. 
and there is a big difference. Why like, do they do that? I don't know. But like, and I they're was like, like the thirty-year-olds be acting like they're thirty-year-olds, yes. and then like you can't tell like who are really like the thirty-year-old men because yeah, you're thinking no. that the thirty-year-olds looking like old, and I'm just like, sir, you are not thirty. You are at least so. like forty-five. <laughs> forty-five. You are forty-five. You are. And so 12 said, like, I finally figured out that he was in his late, late 20s. Because when when I was talking to him on the date, I was really paying attention. And I was like, none of your sentences and ideas make any sort of logical sense. And I was like, I don't think you're 30 yet. Because you don't make any sense. And then I finally figured it out. And I was like, oh, you're just still stupid. It's okay. Don't, don't text me back. And so, yeah, it was real sad. Um... And then this other one, his name was, uh, I don't have a name for him yet, but I, I went to a party on accident in a crop top. And so, and it was my first one ever. <laughs> and I yes. got so much attention because I didn't know that I could wear because I'm still chub chub. I didn't think that it was like crop tops were for me. These Please. dudes loved it. I didn't know. And, and so this dude <laughs> was at the party and I couldn't figure out how old he was because he didn't look like he was aging well. And then um, he, I finally was like, how, he asked me how old I am. I don't lie. So I said, I'm 34. And he goes, yeah. oh, that's amazing. And I was like, how old are you? And he, and I was, he was like, what you think? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he goes, 25, 45, 37, 42. Age, sir. And he goes, what number you want? And I was like, 45? And he goes, okay, that's how old I am. And I was like, are we really doing this? He didn't tell me. So I have no idea how old this one was. It's a crying shame. They don't... <laughs> I swear these. Anyway, this is your host story, not my host story. These, they're silly. These dudes are just silly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, though, but it's just... <laughs> It's just crazy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is so entertaining. It is full entertainment. It, mm-hmm. it, it is entertaining. That's why it's just like dating is it, it's fun, but it's just it has like its crazy moments and you know the craziness because you're trying to get to know that person, but then after all of it's done and over, it's just like what the hell is this? <laughs> like, what just happened? I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, so special. Okay. So, we talked about... Okay, so, like, what... Like, what was your transition like? And I'm also curious, now that you are a mom, like, how has your... connect, Like, your connection to your body, connection to your sexuality, how has that changed and morphed now that you are... Now that you have a son, like, what are your thoughts now? I've come to terms with it because with my actual child's father, I was, I was really, I really had a sexual addiction to where the relationship was okay at first, Mm -hmm. but then once we actually moved in with each other, it kind of got, it got worse. And Mm. I was using sex to cope with the relationship. And I felt like sex was probably like the only good thing that we were probably like experiencing. Mm. Um, So I used sex to cope in the relationship to kind of actually, in a way, I thought that would actually heal the relationship, but it didn't. It just kind of just made it worse. And I was literally having sex like three or four times a day. Wow. Like unhealthy amounts of sex, like three or four times a day, mm-hmm. and like I, I love having sex, but it's just with that type of person that I was with, I just didn't. I felt like really, I started to feel miserable because I felt like I was trying to make it work, but at the same time, he didn't really want to be with me, mm-hmm. so. I was trying to, I was trying to compensate something Mm. to kind of just make up for it. And then I was taking on drinking as well. And Mm. I was just like, it it got 
to a point where I was just like, okay, like I need to stop this because it's making me act outside of my character mm-hmm. and everything that I've been trying to heal on myself is starting to come at like a climax to where I was just like, I need to just stop. <laughs> I need this to end. And when it did, when it did end, I really had like those moments where I was just like, I needed like to like have like a relapse after it happened. I was just really like, oh my God, like, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. I really actually needed it. And I had to like really get over it for a while. It took me a long time to kind of get back to normal where I didn't really want sex at that unhealthy amount. Like, it's okay to actually want sex and like actually get horny at times but it was times where I was just like yo like I need sex like yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um but the thing is it's like I really got like in tune with my body like after I would say after my pregnancy and after like postpartum like kind of just got away from me and then I started like experiencing with like my actual body and I kind of been like even like with the things that I've had afterwards it was just more so like I was being more careful and kind of treating my body like it's more so like it's like a temple versus not actually caring about it as before Mm because it's not saying that I didn't really care about my body but I didn't like really have respect for Mm -hmm. my body how did you do but that now? Like, I'm curious, like, how did you do that? Like, you woke up one day and you're like, okay, I need to get it together. And then how did you become, like, connected again or connected for the first time to your body? Like, what were some of the practices you did? Mm-hmm. Did you do, like, affirmations and shit? Like, what what, were, yeah. what was that I'm, process? I'm, I'm a writer. Oh, yes. I'm a writer, so I, I journal a lot of things, and I, to kind of, like, release a lot of things, and then, like, I read, like, a lot of, um, I read a lot of affirmations, too, and then I'll listen to a lot of, like, people, like, if they have, like, a podcast or, like, mm-hmm. um, go on YouTube and, like, look up, like, TED Talks and stuff like that mm-hmm. to kind of just give me, like, motivation to be, like, okay, like, I can't get over this. I can actually try this. But, like, physically, like, I really, like, masturbation. Really? <laughs> I did. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Like, kind of relearn my body, but in, like, a healthy way to where it's not, like, I actually need it. It's 24-7. It's more so just taking pride in my body and actually liking my body. Because mm. before, well, a little bit after postpartum, I didn't really like my body. But now it's like I've accepted I've upset my body for what it is mm. now. Because after pregnancy and everything, it's just your body just changes in ways that I can't even... I can't even like really talk about how like in ways that my body really changed, but I knew that I'm happy that I was able to actually go through it and actually break through it and actually break the fourth wall and everything. So with that, it comes masturbation. And then I was able to like talk to like maybe a few guys, like I had sex with one, but it was, it was, just healthy it wasn't it wasn't like I felt like bad after the end or mm-hmm. felt like it was like a wrong taste mm-hmm. feel like I needed it constantly it was just healthy mm-hmm. and that's when I knew that okay like I'm finally here so where it's like I can enjoy it and not feel like traumatized I feel like it's something that I have to do in order to please someone else. It's mm. just something that's just for me. It's kind of like I took the power back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. 
Oh, it's, the, it's yes. all it's all good now. So now it's just like a thirty, and I can be like more responsible, and like I can kind of I I can play, <laughs> but I can be yeah. like responsible about it. I can mm-hmm. be like a woman about it. Yeah. So yeah, I think thirties is definitely playtime. Absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah. that thirty is just a good age for like just people. Even when I was twenty something, I was just like, Oh my god, I can't wait till I'm thirty because I know that I've always felt like my thirties were just gonna be just my just like emancipation mm-hmm. sort of. I know that I was gonna be like at a different headset at thirty. Yeah. And have a more boundaries and respecting those boundaries and going by those boundaries it's just it's a good it's a good space to be in <laughs> it really is 30s are the best it's I, a good space I've loved it yes. <laughs> I've loved it mm-hmm. but now my friends are telling me about 40s and how like 40s is lit for sure and I was like okay well I'm getting closer to 40 I don't know yeah because they said that your sexual peak starts at like 30 you know, so, okay, so this is another Mr. random Ray story. So I was minding my own business in the airport, and I don't even know where I was going. It was somewhere in America. <laughs> I was an innocent damsel, and this old man, like, sat next to me. He's this old white guy. You could tell he was, like, hot back in the day, but I was innocent, so I didn't know yeah. anything. And he was, like, a microbiologist or something like this. And so he was really in tune to, like, frogs and, like, hormones and shit. It was really bizarre. And he was just telling me about random random facts about nature. And I was like, wow, this is really not what I was expecting in the airport, but okay. And I was just listening to him. And then all of a sudden, he was like, he started talking about sexual peaks. I was probably, like, <laughs> I was probably, like, 25, 27, like this. And I was just, like, horny as fuck. All the, I just... Like I, it was, it was really bad in my mid twenties and I was in grad school and like, yeah. I was not doing well and I just wanted to just have sex all the time and I couldn't cause I was in church and I was conflicted and I, um, oh. and so, um, and I, and then he said, um, he was like, how old are you? And I was like, oh, I don't know, 25, 27, whatever, whatever I was at the time. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, well, your your next your next sexual peak is going to be at 33 32 to 34 is like the next one and and i was like you know already at a 10 in my level of need and i was like there's going to be another one like this absolutely not I cannot. And I remember, like, I walked into the plane that day almost in tears, and I told Jesus, I was like, look, I cannot do this again. Like, the next time that I have a sexual peak, I'm going to, like, fuck my brains out. Like, that's all I'm going to do is just have sex all the time. Like, that's all... I'm not doing this again. What happened or where you are or anything? It's like, what happened? And, like, it wasn't, like, it was just such a, like, a nonchalant thing. Like, it wasn't, like, predatory or anything like that. Like, it wasn't weird. He was just sharing information about my future sexual peak. And I was like, and I think about that conversation all the time. Because now I'm in my sexual peak. I'm in my mid-30s. And, like, I was like, I can, I am so glad that there is Tinder. Like, because I would not make it. I would explode. I would explode. Mm -hmm. And so I, I appreciate that guy telling me about my future sexual peak being in my 30s because I can't believe he gave you your fortune. He did. <laughs> and then he was like, that one's going to be your fortune. He your did. He, he was like, that's going to be your next one. And then he said, it'll be the it'll be the most like in, the most intense one. And then he said, there's going to be another one that's not so high that'll be in your early 40s. And that'll be like your last one. Because that's like last hurrah trying to get yeah. trying to get pregnant again. And I was like, okay, I'll oh write this down. God. Yes. And so, he, so far he's been pretty Do you right. still know him? Or like- no, I will never meet him again. I swear, like these people, like they just, like you cross paths with them and then they just share their information and disappear into the crowd. And I got on the plane, and I, I'll never, I don't know where he is. I wish him the best. You could have had an escapade. 
I don't even think so. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, he's far beyond his escapade days. I don't know. But if I find him again, I'll be like, thank you for telling me about my future sexual need in the airport. So weird. Anyway. But yeah. It's wild. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm curious about the, um, and then I want to get into, like, your reflection on raising a kid now as you are like figuring out your own learnings about sexuality can you talk about like um your like masturbation practices like you don't have to give all the details but like how like like what what mind space do you get yourself into in order for this to be like a self-centering practice since you said that it has helped with your liberation and with your emancipation and all of this like um okay so you have to be like in like a nice soothing type of atmosphere like for me it's like okay like I feel like I'm done with work and then I kind of got my son together and I kind of like chill out then that's when like when I really get like in a good comfortable space is just when like okay like it's time for me to, like, love on myself. Love on yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because... And then for a long time, it's like, like I said prior, like, I really didn't like penetration like that. Mm. And, like, it, now, like, like, penetration and all of that and... Um, penetration and then like it's the the click simulation and all that mm. and kind of like just in like your I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right your erogenous area mm-hmm. like your like all of your sexual types of areas it's kind of like I'm trying to relearn my body yeah. all, all over again but it's fun though because it's like you can kind of decide, like, okay, like, I'm, I don't like this. <laughs> this is not going to probably work. And then it's like, you can decipher whether or not you're going to like this. So that is good for, like, your, if I want to get married again, or if I, I want to be in, like, a relationship again, like, I can actually be open to this, to my partner and be like, hey, like, these are my boundaries. These are what I like. This is how it's going to work. This is how this how we're going to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but it comes with a lot of like self love too, and kind of like just really like being with with myself as well. Mm-hmm. To that, like, okay, like I like being with myself so much that okay, like I'm a dope person. So, hopefully, like. If, like, I'm in, like, a new relationship or something, like, I know, like, I'll probably be dope to that other person, too. Because, yes. <laughs> like, when you feel like you love yourself, like, you're able to love other people, too. It's true. Which I had to really get over that. I had to get over that stuff in order to really just be here. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm at, like, a healthy space now to where I can kind of just chill out and kind of I'm done with all of, like, what happened like in the past it kind of like it all of that needed to happen in order to get here so mm-hmm. it's not a lot that i would actually be mad about or can really change about it like it happens but the good thing is is that i was able to move on from it and kind of become like this new person mm-hmm. and was able to be like this new person like yeah. nothing really bad bad happened to me like it was traumatic things that happened to me but i was able to get through it yeah oh yes what would you like to say to people who had their trauma as their first experience um yes what would you like to say now that you're on this well side of yeah so i actually say it's like if someone did go through something like that I would say to actually be more open about it and talk about it and actually try to get over those issues that you're going to have because those issues are going to carry you years and years if you don't actually tackle it 
head on like the first time. So you can't just wallow in it. Mm-hmm. You have to actually speak to someone about it and you can't actually keep it all in because it's going to manifest into something that's going to affect you as far as your life developing into like a woman or a man is going to affect you in your life. So you have to get the help that you need. And Mm -hmm. after you get the help, just know that your life isn't over. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you can get through it. You can find people that's probably like you, or you can find someone that, you know, that's awesome. And Mm -hmm. like, that will be like patient with you and kind of like heal you through your pain. And there's people that can, that are really out here to just help you. So don't like feel like you're like alone in the process or feel like you're less than of because something like that happened to you or don't yeah. feel like, uh, because it happened to you that you're like damaged goods. Like, mm-hmm. it's something like that that happened to you. So it's like you have to really take a step into how your life will shape out. You have to take control of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody's not going to be able to take control of your life but you since it's your life. So you're responsible in how you actually shape it. So it's up to you to kind of either you're going to heal yourself or you're going to self-destruct. So there is no in-between to that. You have two options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you only have those two options. But once you really heal yourself, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. Yeah. What are your thoughts about being a Black woman right now? Like, who is a sexual being and like, or living today? Like, what are your thoughts um, on this? My thoughts on it now is that nowadays I'm happy because sex for us black women, I feel like it's like an evolving point. Like, I feel like it's kind of been like the bane of our existence. Like, we couldn't really just be like our sexual selves. It's like we're always taught to kind of hey, like you need to tone it down or you can't, like why is she acting this certain way? Like, you're better than that. Versus just actually accepting the fact that it's okay to like sex. It's okay to be sexually free and expressing that in whatever you deem fit. Like, it's not, like, a bad thing. But nowadays, I feel like it's more accepted to be, like, that sexually free person or if you want to, like, hey, like, be, like, bi or you want to be just pansexual and all that coming into fruition is just you can be whatever you want to be and I feel Mm -hmm. like as a black woman now since we've been kind of like secluded and everybody want to just put us in this actual box and tell us how we should be it's it's very liberating now to kind of be able to actually just do everything that you actually thought about that was probably just wrong or that you need to tone it down. Because I feel like a lot of black women come from the actual church environment and it comes from an actual place of, I feel like there's a lot of misogyny that plays into that part as well to where a lot of black women have to appease to like the male gaze mm-hmm. versus just letting them just be like ourselves. Like everything sexual should just be for us and not just so we be for another person. Right. But nowadays I feel like we're evolving mentally. It's like it's like it's something mentally going on with black women right now that I can see. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm happy that we're starting to kind of wake up in a sense a new level of understanding Mm -hmm. i'm here for it i'm happy though yes excellent um okay uh i have two questions and i have two more questions and we're done 
for today. So next set, and you can answer these however you want. Um, what are you going to be teaching your son? And also, like, what's what's in the horizon for you as you develop your identity, your sexual self? Like, what what is hap- What are you? What direction are you going to be heading? What do you see for yourself in the future? Um, well, of course, I see myself in the future as being like, <laughs> like I decided to kind of just take on like modeling in a sense too. Like I've been able to kind of get in the gist of that because like I've gone into like an area where I've just put myself in like areas where photographers are just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just. I don't know. I just got into that area just like by accident because I just wanted to take like a maternity picture and now I just I'm just surrounded with photographers. <laughs> so now I'm just trying to build up like my portfolio. It's just something to just do because I it makes me feel good about myself and I want to yeah. do something in life that makes me feel and I have to do that as a mom to kind of mm. feel good about myself so that my son can see me being like a happy person Mm. and I want him to have like a mind of his own and kind of live life on his own terms Mm -hmm. and I just want to be there to just guide him to certain certain things but I don't want to like control his life or anything like that but I just want him to just be who he wants to be um and just make sure that he's good like mentally and physically Mm -hmm. like he's going to be like a black man so it's it's going to be tough for him but i want him to know that he just he always have someone that's there for him someone Mm -hmm. that's going to listen to him and someone that's going to understand him so that's my best thing that i actually want for him and i hope for him and just trying to be the best mom that i can be and also um, just enjoying, like, the now and kind of, because he's about to be two. So I'm just enjoying uh, the now of him being just small and like, trying to not think about so many other things that come along with, like, motherhood and so, like, many hard things. I'm just trying to just enjoy him being, like, his little self and just watching him grow and develop correctly and everything. So, it's good. I feel like when you're, when you're a mom, it's just special. It's, it, it really is special because it's, like, you, you feel like you're, you're a superwoman and, like, a lot of things that I thought I wouldn't have done, like, a few years ago is that, I'm now just doing and I don't really care about anymore about mm-hmm. what people think about me. It's almost like I I care about how um like how I actually love other people mm-hmm. versus how like I'm probably judged about other people is right. how like I give my love out to other people. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that I'm evolving mentally too i don't want to be stuck in the same place Mm -hmm. so hopefully at 40 i'll have the even better mindset than i do now and hopefully like i'm on like the right track oh yes but for like sexual liberation i just i do like i want to keep um doing the same things that i'm doing now but hopefully if i do meet someone that um I'm more healthier and I can understand like the person mm-hmm. that I'm with. And then we can probably like, I can be, since I'm being more free sexually, the relationship will probably flow a little better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will probably not be as stressful as mm-hmm. it should be mm-hmm. or like very like traumatic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It'll just be, it'll just be, Mm-hmm. That's a little just be, just be. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Okay, last two questions, and we're done for today. Um, is there anything that like you want to share that you haven't yet shared um, before we end? And then also, is there something that you forgot, or sorry, that you said 
And it's really important. And you want to say it again, just to make sure that everybody was paying attention. Or okay. did you get everything off your chest and you're like, okay, for now I'm good. I got everything off of my chest, but I guess the main um, reason as to why like, I actually spoke up is that I felt like a lot of women actually gone through what I've actually gone through. Like, it's not something that is very, like, just private and personal. Like, I'm actually a very secretive person. I was a secretive person, so I really didn't talk about this like to really anybody outside of probably like my sister probably knows a lot of this but outside of that like I was a very secretive person but now it's just like I want women to realize that if something traumatic does happen to you you really have to tackle it head on and you can't just sit there and let it like manifest into something because it it will affect you and it will affect like how you are in relationships. It will affect you and how you are when you're older and like it will actually cross over into the next generation too. So yeah. it's like your children can probably pick up on it and they'll go through something that you went through that you should have tackled. So it's a lot of generational traumas. You have to tackle that head on. Right. So you can't cross that over. And um, I believe I don't have anything else. I really, I felt like I left out. I felt like I said everything I wanted to say, but that's it. Like, I'm good. I'm good right now. Like, it's it's good being, like, I'm a single mom, um, happy, um, better than I was years ago. I'm keep progressing. I'm going to keep at this. My son's going to be good. I'm going to be good. Absolutely. I'm a black woman. I'm happy. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's I'm right. happy. There's nothing else. Like, it's nothing else that can make me feel bad. Like, I mm-hmm. had moments where, like, I did cry or I did feel like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to move on? But I've learned to accept the person that I am, I've learned to accept things as they are. Mm -hmm. And when you accept things as they are, it's easier to just move on. It's easier for you to keep going. Not everything is going to last forever. So if you're in a struggle right now, that's not going to last forever. It's just, it's a mindset. You have to be positive and believe that you're going to be better. You're going to be great. It's all going to be good. You're going to be okay. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. I've, yes. loved it. I've loved it. And I wish you all the best for you and your little and for all the things that are going to be happening for you. Yes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. That too. Happiness and fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Angela, thank you so much for sharing your host story. I am always so honored when people decide to bear their souls and bear their histories with random people on the internet. It's so great. Um, Thank you for sharing with us how you have journeyed with you and your little one towards um, liberation of your body and of your sexuality and of your autonomy, and also how you're teaching your little one how to do the same. Uh, That's fabulous. For those of you who are listening, please come and share your whole story and support this person who has shared theirs. You can follow Angela um, on her Instagram page. Come chat with her. She's great. Um, Her Instagram is Annie Schmanny, and that's A-N-N-I-E underscore S-C-H-M-A-N-N-I-E. And that is on IG. And you can inbox her, tell her that she's amazing because she is also, find my work at Holy Coitus and all of the previous hosts who have shared their stories. That's H-E-A-U-X-L-Y-C-O-I-T-U-S. I've got t-shirts and I've got fun things and I've also got some of the not quite salacious details, but juicy stuff on my Instagram about my hoe face over here abroad. 
Um, thank you once again for finding my work and supporting my work. If you feel so inclined, send me a message or uh, make a review, a rating on in, um, wherever you find this podcast. And we always like five stars. So five stars. Um, yes, be kind to yourself. Have orgasms if you want to. Have as many coitus partners or zero or one or 500 as you want to. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Drink all the water because, y'all, it is getting hot out here. And also, stay tuned. Bye-bye, friends.